This afternoon, I want to talk to you all about the most unintrusive, convenient, personal, sacrificial act of faith a believer can possibly participate in. I'm talking about prayer. Prayer doesn't require any designated posture, any specific language or wording. It can be verbal or silent and can be done anywhere at any time. However, prayer should never be just a a ritualistic act that we just check off our to-do list on a daily basis. As simplistic as prayer is, it should always be admonished as serious. Our prayers should be submitted with the heart recognizing first and foremost to whom we are praying and the depth of his being. We pray to Almighty God, the creator of all things, the one who has masterfully designed every intricate component of the human body, the one who programmed the brain to release signals to coordinate and manipulate everything from the listening capacity of our ears to the reflexes in our toes, all without any software or computer chip. We pray to a God who separated day from night, the oceans and the seas from land, the one who installed the aerodynamic component in the birds that we see flying in the air. Every time we pray, we should give recognition to who we are praying in the depth of his being. When we truly embrace who it is that we are praying to, hindrances like time and importance and lack of faith will cease to be obstacles to our committing to prayer. Every day, most times twice a day, we need to utilize the key the divine creator gave us access to. Access to start our engines, giving us all the abilities that we have and utilize on a regular basis. Let me explain it to you this way. If you want to start your car, you need the key. And not just any key, because you can't start a Lexus with a Ford key. You need the key issued by the manufacturer. If you want to drive forward or go in reverse, play your radio, or even help someone else jumpstart their car, you first need the key. If you take your vehicle in to be serviced, the mechanic can't even diagnose the issue unless you give him what? The key. Prayer is our key. If we want to move forward and bob our heads to the beat of joy and abundance, we must utilize the key required to effectively start our engines and maintain the flow and the direction in which we want to travel. Philippians 4, 6 tells us, don't be anxious about anything. Don't ever get so consumed with what you're trying to do and become so anxious about anything and do not enter it in prayer. Do not submit it to God in prayer. Scripture tells us, submit everything to God in prayer with supplication and thanksgiving. Now, I know I just threw some extra words in the prayer equation, but it's not me. 
It's God, so don't shoot the messenger. Supplication is simply praying with a sincere heart. Again, recognizing the depth of who you are praying to. When you embrace who you are praying to and acknowledge the unlimited amount of grace and mercy that has been extended to you, you can't help but to include thanksgiving. Now, I'm going to just assume that the majority of the people under the sound of my voice today were raised with basic manners. And that you were taught that when someone gives you something, that you say what? Thank you. God is the ultimate giver. No one can ever beat God giving. He gives to us without us even asking. When you opened your eyes this morning, that was a gift from God. Every time you inhale and exhale, God gave you that breath to do that. Every limb that you are able to maneuver is because God gave you the activity of your limbs. I could go on and on and never run out of reasons for us to give God thanks. God has and continues to give to us things and the abilities that no one else could possibly provide. Not our mothers, not our fathers, not our spouses, not our children, not teachers, lovers, politicians, or doctors. So yes, when you go to God in prayer, submit to him supplication, the act of sincerity and thanksgiving as part of your prayer equation each and every time. In Matthew 6, scriptures instruct us that when we pray, we are not to use empty phrases because these prayers will not be heard. Scripture goes on to say, and don't pray like hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues or on street corners so that they are seen and heard by others. The word of God says that when it is all said and done, the accolades that they receive from others will be all that will be released to them. Nothing from heaven. I remember when we were kids. On a rainy day, we were stuck in the house. And unlike kids today, if the sun was out, we was out. But on rainy days, we were stuck in the house and we would get bored. And I don't know who came up with the idea, whether it was me or Brian or Diane, but anyway, one of us, we started making random phone calls, prank calls, and people on the other line would get so mad and of course hang up on us. See, when we try to use our prayer as a showboating mechanism or pray with the heart absent of sincerity, it is an absolute insult to God. It's like prank calling him wasting his time. And just like those people on the other line were angry with us when we prank called them, God is angry with us when we prank call him. Which is why the word says, when you pray for show, look to those you are seeking to impress to answer those prayers. Another instruction given to us as individuals and as a nation is in 2 Chronicles 7.14. And I need my little man, Nijan, <laughs> who knows this scripture all too well. It reads, if my people who are called by na my name would humble themselves and pray, I'm here. 
and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal the land. We tend to dismiss this scripture to only apply to us as a nation. But what makes up a nation? A nation is composed of masses of individuals. So individually, everyone needs to own their responsibility for the stock in the nation. I love a line in Stevie Wonder's classic song as that says, so make sure when you say you're in it but not of it, you're not helping to make this earth a place called hell. Change your words into truth and then change that truth into love. Now right here, I, I, I just need to take a station break and input a little commercial as I solicit your prayers. It's not a news flash for anyone that right now our nation is in political turmoil, battling a pandemic and racial inequality. I charge each of you listening to me right now to be committed and intentional about praying for our country, praying for its leaders and its citizens. And don't you dare think that our prayers won't matter, for that is blasphemy. God is the only fix, the only option, our only refuge. Now I'm going to take you back to our regularly scheduled programming. Many, many years ago, I was a stockbroker. And when I was going through training to pass the test for my license, I remember one of the key components regarding the trade laws was that they, that they were put in place to protect the stockholders, the investors first and foremost. Each stockholder owns a piece of the company and receives dividends based on the amount of shares they invested in the company. Now notice, dividends are not paid in even amounts, but individually based on one's own investment. This is a key when we read the scripture, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. The key here is that we cannot detach ourselves and put the burden all on the nation because individually we come together collectively to make up the nation and we all reap dividends, be it big or small, whether you like them or don't like them all from the nation. Individually as stockholders, we are charged to invest humility. Individually, we are charged to seek God's face. Individually, we are charged to turn from our wicked ways and our life of sin. Then God will hear our individual prayers. And individually, he will forgive our sin, which will collectively manifest in the healing of our land. How we pray is an investment in a blue chip stock. Let me explain. In the stock market industry, stocks tend to fall under three major kinds of stocks. First, there are growth stocks, which are stocks and companies who are building and they're fairly new and seeking growth. They don't pay any dividends traditionally 
as all the proceeds the company makes are reinvested into the growth of the company, hence growth stocks. And the only way that a stockholder could reap profits is to sell their shares at a higher price than they purchased them for. Now, the second sector of stocks are called speculative stocks. These are stocks that are deemed very volatile, meaning that they are companies who are more innovative. They're focused on bringing new ideas and new inventions to the market. They usually have little or no earnings. So dividends for these stocks are not dispersed. Like growth stocks, the only way for an investor to reap a profit is to sell their shares at a higher price than they paid for. And finally, there are blue chip stocks. These are stocks in stable companies, companies that are grounded in their industries, companies that have stood the test of time, and they pay out substantial dividends based on the size of one's investment. Our prayers are investments in the best blue chip stock available. On the board of directors, there sits only three. God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus the Christ. Their reign is from eternity to eternity. Collectively, they own the controlling shares over every entity and every individual in the entire universe, for nothing can exist or can sustain its existence without their approval. Not only is our investment secure, but solid, with maximum dividends accessible at all times, with no chance of possible loss. When we look at our investment into prayer, which is time, humility, and faith, we don't stand to lose a thing. The time was given to us by God. Humility was given to us by the Holy Spirit. And faith was given to us through the hearing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, but there is something else that I must warn you about. Dividend income is taxable which is why in Luke 12, 48, it tells us to whom much is given, much is required. Now come back, come back, come back, come back, because I know for a moment you stepped outside of this wonderful spiritual realm that we got going on, and you begin to think like the world. How do I reduce my taxes and hold on to as much of my dividend income as possible? The answer is in Hebrews 13, 16, James 5 and 6, and Matthew 5, 44. These scriptures encourage us to give, not be stingy, to help those in need, as well as pray for others. And I'm not talking about just your loved ones. That's too easy and won't produce a large enough tax write-off to be significant in the kingdom. But pray for your enemies. You know, the ones that you don't like, the ones that don't like you, and the ones you can't seem to forgive, the ones that you've been holding on to unforgiveness towards them since your childhood. And last but not least, Proverbs 2 and 6 tells us, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So we must always pray for wisdom. 
we find ourselves in some awkward situations too many times because of lack of wisdom. And then we say, if I only knew then what I know now. Also, we must be mindful. Not only are dividends taxed, if you invest in stocks based on the misuse of insider information and receive dividends, you have violated the law. Everything I have given to you today is insider information on how prayer works. When you invest your prayers and they are submitted with malice in your heart, with wrong intentions, and consumed with unforgiveness, then pocket the dividends given to you from the account of grace and mercy. You have violated kingdom investment laws, and your violation is punishable as the king sees fit. My spiritual investment advice to each of you is to steer clear of any violations to the laws of the kingdom and take advantage of as many spiritual write-offs as possible so that you can rightfully sustain as much of the dividends earned by your investment of prayer as possible. I also urge you to shut down the spirit of anxiousness and worry. Commit to submitting everything before God in prayer. And I promise you the dividends from heaven will overtake you. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, we thank you first and foremost for life. We thank you for continuously extending to us your grace and your mercy. Lord, we ask for your forgiveness for every sin we have committed knowingly and unknowingly. Lord, we come to you today lifting up each individual household who have heard this word today. Lord, we lift up our country, our leaders, and our citizens. Lord, we know what we see is not what you plan for us. For your word says that your plans for us are for our welfare and not for evil, to give us a future and hope for us to walk united in obedience to your will, O Lord. Lord, we have failed you individually and collectively as a nation. Restore us, O God. Restore us to your will. Remove blinders from the eyes of the lost. Let them see the magnificence of your glory, O God. As we humble ourselves and turn from all that falls contrary to your word. Lord, it is our heart's desire that you be the center of our lives. It is our heart's desire that you be the priority that drives our every intention. Let those who believe in your word, who walk unashamed of the gospel, let them pick up the mantle of dominion, O oh God. Use us, Lord, to exalt your will. You are our only refuge, and we are your children. Give us the strength to walk submitted and committed to your word. Amen.
humble myself as I bow to your throne. I pray for love, joy, peace, and happiness to be present in my home. Well, I do, and let your holy spirit dwell in my heart and in my mind. Please give me strength, 'cause I get a little weak sometimes. I need help from you just to see me through.
And I pray Teach the children to pray Sometimes I lay flat on my back And I pray And I pray Well And I ask her I ask for wisdom Teach Peace. my God to pray Well, that you will be done. He needs to learn to pray. Well, 